Support for this podcast comes from MetaView, the platform that uses AI to automatically write your interview notes for you, powered by GPT-4. Recruiters and hiring managers at companies like Robinhood, Brex and Genentech describe MetaView as a game changer for their efficiency and ability to have high quality conversations with candidates. They can focus on the conversation rather than on taking notes. MetaView's interview summaries are purpose-built for recruiting, so they're 10 times more accurate and relevant than generic transcription tools. And they work seamlessly with your recruiting stack, video conferencing tools, and even mobile calls, so there's no need to change your existing workflows. You can see the magic for yourself for free on your first five interviews. Head over to metaview.ai slash recruitingfuture. That's metaview.ai slash recruitingfuture to get started. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi there, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 525 of the Recruiting Future podcast. The vast amount of hype, speculation, opinion and hyperbole that surrounds generative AI can make it difficult to know how to start integrating it into the talent acquisition workflow. The long-term implications of AI for talent acquisition are profound, and it's essential for TA teams to get fully up to speed with current capabilities and use cases. So how can AI become talent acquisition's co-pilot, and where's the best place to start? My guest this week is Sal Magos, co-founder and CEO at MetaView. I'm getting tremendous insight into AI's potential by talking to super smart vendors who are baking generative AI into their product sets. MetaView is a perfect example of such a vendor. In our conversation, Sial shares his experiences on how AI can save vast amounts of time and resources in the interview process. Hi, Sial, and welcome to the podcast. Hey, Matt. Thanks so much for having me. Always a pleasure to talk to you and great to have you on the show. For people who may not have come across you and your company before, could you just introduce yourself and tell us what you do? Sure. So I'm Sile. I'm uh, one of the co-founders and the CEO at MetaView. Um, MetaView is the AI co-pilot for interviewing and for your interview process. So what we do is we completely eradicate the need for your recruiters or your, your interviewers, your hiring managers to take any notes at all during the interview process because our AI is specifically designed to take world-class interview notes for you. Um, so happy to talk a bunch more about what that means uh, for our customers and for the market as a whole. But yeah, that's re- really what, what we're about is eradicating that admin so that recruiters can truly focus on being, you know, can focus on building relationships with candidates. They can focus on collaborating and calibrating with their hiring managers and, and, and really being present and curious and engaging during their interviews. 
absolutely going to dive into all things AI and, and, and recruiting in the, in the conversation. Just before we do, it probably helps just to kind of set the scene a little bit. And this is something that I'm asking everyone who's, who's coming on the show at the moment, because everything is so disruptive in terms of what's going on in the market and technology and all these sort of things. With the clients that you work with, what are you seeing as their sort of biggest challenges in the, in the talent market at the moment? Yeah. So from, from what we're seeing, I think there's, there's two factors that are most, most, most sort of front of mind for a lot of our, our customers and a lot of our clients. One is, uh, you know, we all know that recruiting teams have been especially affected by, by some of the larger shots, the larger layoffs we see, especially in the, in the tech sector. Um, and so there's this general sort of understanding and need to sort of do more with less. Um, you know, the, these recruiters, A, need to, still sort of sometimes hit pretty aggressive uh, headcount goals uh, and B also need to sort of demonstrate that they're, they are embracing best practice, focused on the quality of the organization, focused on the sort of the, the talent density and the, the culture or the values of the organization that they're bringing people into. So I think that's one is like do more with less. So basically, you know, really, I guess, to put, put, put in more basic words, Work out how to do a better job, even if you're not having a tons more resources to do it, is sort of one thing that we hear a lot of, uh, if I was going to paraphrase. And then the second thing, which is more of a sort of a, uh, I think both of these things are opportunities, really. But this the second one that's more clearly an opportunity, even though it may come dressed up as a challenge initially, is what should we do given this AI revolution that is occurring around us? Like, how do we react to that? Surely we've got to do something. If we don't, our competitors will, and they'll beat, beat us in the in the sort of the, the, the competition for, for hiring great people. Uh, and this is true in every part of the organization. It's not just recruiting, but it, it's sort of the sense we get is almost top down. There's an expectation now that you're going to, you, we should be using these, these productivity turbochargers. Of course, as the, like the leader of a business, you're not going to know how that should impact every corner of the business, but the leader of that function should. And they're, they're trying to find answers to, you know, how do we, how do we react and adapt and adopt? the latest and greatest given this this AI revolution. I think that's such an interesting point and it kind of reflects a number of things that I'm seeing in conversations that I've had is normally when sort of technology comes into recruiting, it's sort of being pushed into the organization and uh, people are trying to get that senior level buy-in because of everything that's happening around AI and its potential effect on efficiencies and productivity in the way that companies do business. Yeah, I can I can imagine that lots of sort of TA and HR leaders are being asked, you know, what they're doing to kind of embrace these tools. And I suppose that kind of leads nicely onto the next thing I wanted to talk about, really, which is thinking about this sort of very broadly, lots of conversation about AI and recruiting at the moment and some sort of very specific use cases. And we'll talk obviously talk more about interviewing in a second. But more generally speaking, What's AI going to do to talent acquisition? How is it going to transform it? Yeah. And I think there's a slice of it that is actually quite, like, I think interviewing, funnily enough, is one of the areas that will be most impacted, which we can talk about. I'd I'd love to talk about in a second. But I think there are three ways, almost three dimensions that that AI is, is either immediately impacting recruiting and will continue to do so over the next few years or is very soon going to. So, and I think the first two thoughts fit into the former bucket. The first two I'm going to talk about, this is this is happening right now. And then the last one, I think, is a little ways down the road. So the first two are, um, well, the first one, let's say, is automation. So of course, you know, recruiters and recruiting functions have always been pretty hot on the automation sort of trail. Like there's, there's always, you know, automation of scheduling and, you know, sourcing automation and 
job marketing automation, the, the adoption curve on that has actually been like, you know, pretty good, a little bit behind marketing and sales maybe, but still pretty good on the adoption curve. But I think what's happening now is there's just a whole new bunch of activities that maybe up until about three or four months ago, we thought were not sort of due to be automated anytime soon that actually can be automated. And so there's this realization that a lot of people are having that, oh, that thing that I thought was a very human task. Actually, when I think about it, that's pretty robotic and pretty repetitive in its essence and actually could be automated now that I had more intelligent tools at my disposal. So uh, in our case, and again, don't, don't want to sort of over, over index on this, but in our case, that means you know, note taking during a call. People always thought, well, actually to pull out the meaning from a conversation, that feels like a pretty human thing to do. Actually, it turns out it's not. And the really human thing to do is to have the conversation, ask the right questions, be curious, be engaging, give great responses to the cat. That's still a very much a human, and that's what a great recruiter does. But actually pulling out the sort of the semantics and the sort of understand the meaning of what the replies you're receiving, actually now machines can do that better. So automation of some of these tasks that people have historically thought maybe would be further down the line, we're now realizing that's happening now. Like we are starting to automate those things now. And you see the same thing with like, um, you know, generating great blog posts, you know, same thing can of course can apply to like generating job descriptions. We None of us thought, you know, uh, let's say a year ago that that would be something that, that AI would be doing for us, but it's obviously already starting still with prompting and engineering of, of like the actual output and final say on what that output is. But in terms of going from like blank canvas to having something that's, you know, 80% of the way there, that's like a, that's completely changed. So that's one is automation. The second bucket of impact that's already starting to occur, I would sort of define as detection. So detecting things that are happening in your workflow, in your process, whatever it might be, that otherwise would have been essentially invisible or impossible for you to pick up. So again, if I think about it in, in MetaView's world, which is all about interviewing, the ability to identify when one interview is like being run very differently to how other people are running the interview. The only way you could detect that previously is if you as a human being went and sat in on every interview and then realized, oh, that one seemed to be very different to the others. Like just not realistic because you've got a bunch of other things to do. But now you have these essentially intelligent agents that can understand enough of what is happening in conversation so that they can detect where there might be inconsistencies. That's a really sort of interesting interesting area too. And I'm, I, I think that applies to, applies to many of the parts of, of many parts of recruiting, many parts of business where just the fact that we can we have AI now that can pull out patterns in what is what is historically or is basically very unstructured data is a big change. So that's, I guess, the mental model to, to have in mind. There's lots of unstructured data in the hiring process. AI can now sort of see the, see the forest for the trees and understand where there might be patterns that we might have actually been unable to identify without weeks and weeks of analysis. So that's sort of bucket number two. So, so far, automation and then detection. Those are things that are happening now. And then I think the one that we'll like, we've essentially got to prepare ourselves for and start to think about how we want to, how we want to leverage it is intervention. So at what point does AI start to sort of make recommendations or suggestions or whatever it might be for next steps within, let's say, a recruiting or a hiring process based on the information that it has, because it's seen how you've used that data in the past. So an example of that would be if you, if, if our systems start to understand that when a candidate includes this, this, and this in their application process, has this on their resume, and during the screening call mentioned touched on these talking points, you know, 90% of the time they end up going through to the on-site stage. Will we have tools that will start to pick them and say, hey, you know, we should just put this person straight through to the to the on-site because we we already have enough confidence that that's not going to be a complete waste of time. So small things like this where actually 
they can make these really sort of specific recommendations based on their ability to automate and detect things. And based on our confidence in their ability to automate and detect things is where I think the the, the puck's going, let's say, in the next well, maybe months, but let's say a year or two. <laughs> no, absolutely. I think you really underline that just how fast and somewhat even unexpectedly things have changed. To drill down and talk about interviewing, again, I think it's probably worth taking a step back and considering that it was only three years ago or three-ish years ago, pre-pandemic, that the whole concept of of technology in, in interviews, you know, video and interviews, it wasn't a niche activity, but it was certainly a minority activity. And interview intelligence wasn't something that, that, that people thought could exist and we kind of fast forward three three years to, to where we are now and you know what your organization does and it's uh yeah it's, it's kind of a massive leap forward and we're about to take another one how is the interview itself evolving what have you seen in the in the sort of the years that you've been doing this so i i think interviews as a as a whole are funny enough i wouldn't say changing a ton in in sort of like core structure i think people have always understood that whether in, in intuitively or like explicitly or inherently, they've always understood that there's a ton of signal that you pick up through conversing with another human being that is really hard to sort of have like pre-programmed into your application process or like, you know, introduced a couple of tick boxes for people to tell us some information. It's, it's very, there's just, there's just a ton of, I guess, intangible sort of, or what felt like intangible information you pick up by having a conversation with someone that no one ever really got comfortable in, in sort of white collar creative work. No one ever, which is only, which is what I can really speak to. No one ever really got comfortable with the idea that you wouldn't have numerous conversations with someone before you committed to working with them, you know, potentially for the next couple of years of your life. And that was true on the, on the hiring side and the candidate side. The candidate did not want to, the candidate wanted to speak to someone. So the, from an economics perspective, it always made sense to have these pretty, pretty in-depth and sometimes feeling, you know, sometimes what felt like pretty inefficient conversations. So I think the thing that's changed on the interviewing side is that that bit is staying the same. It's sort of, there's like an, a, I don't know if he came up with it, but Jeff Bezos is sort of famous for saying that when, when something changes in the world, it's really important to seek out what are the things that are going to stay the same. So my view is that the thing that's going to stay the same is that people are still going to want to talk to people that they're going to end up they're going to be collaborating with you know intensely for the next couple of years and so that hasn't actually changed too much the actual conversation itself the thing that's changed and is changing is an organization's understand just because it's human driven doesn't mean it has to be completely devoid of tooling and devoid of data and devoid of infrastructure essentially so the thing that's changing is the amount that we are actually pulling out of those conversations such that we can be much more much higher velocity in how we process the, the sort of in, in, in our interview process, get people through it more quickly and much more reliable in the decisions we make because we actually have access to the, the, the insights that we've, we've gathered from each of those candidates. So, yeah, I think it's more that the thing that's changing is the quality and the, the speed of those processes uh, of the interview process that is improving more so than actually the like a fundamental change in the, the technique of assessment via interview, if you know what I mean. Let's get into the specifics of this. So in terms of how AI is is, is driving this forward even even quicker, what are you seeing? What are you developing? How's it coming out? Yeah, so we think about it in, 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 in two ways. One is turbocharging personal productivity. Um, so how can you actually enable the people who are involved in, in recruiting, which is predominantly recruiters, um, be much more uh, efficient 
when they interact with the interview process. So what that means for us is really two things. One, no longer taking notes. So MetaView can actually produce world-class written interview notes. And I don't just mean a transcript after the interview. I don't just mean a summary of the meeting. I mean actually pulling out the pertinent information that relates to this candidate's suitability for the role so that you don't have to pass that in real time yourself during the conversation and note it down yourself. MetaView does a better job than you, so much so that you know pretty much all of our users just stop taking notes manually completely. And that sounds small, but actually the the sort of the, the the mental lift that that affords you in order to actually be be a human being um, that the candidate is meeting and giving answers to their questions, probing where you need to, really assessing have I got all the information I need out of this conversation when you're not sort of splitting your focus between that and taking notes is huge. So that personal productivity gain because you're actually doing a better job in the interview is one. And the second part of that personal productivity gain is literally the time it takes to clean up and write up notes. Now, everyone knows the one of the key things um, that sort of, whether it's a reflection of like it, uh, the performance of a recruitment team or whether it's just affects the sort of the, the, the emotional uh, uh, satisfaction of a recruiter on a team is the quality of the relationship with the, with the hiring manager, because that is, you know, a lot of the time who you're, who you're collaborating with and serving in many ways, when you can actually provide them with really high quality, uh, concise, understandable notes about each candidate that you meet with, whether that's in your sort of written feedback or whether that's in your your weekly meeting with them. Again, the quality of your collaboration with the HM just goes up, you know, orders of magnitude. So that productivity side of things too, where you don't have to spend a ton of time preparing your feedback, preparing your notes, you actually have it produced for you in a way that is basically 10x better than you could have done yourself anyway, is, is sort of, is that personal productivity bucket for us. The, the the second thing for us, just to sorry fin- uh, finish on that, is um is general understanding of what's happening in the interview process. So another sort of like tension point for for recruiters with the, with the teams that they hire for often is you know chasing up others for their feedback um, and not really knowing what's going on in these interviews. You know, I worked really hard to get this amazing candidate, really pumped about this opportunity. I was excited about them after the recruiter, after I spoke to them as sort of part of that initial recruiter screen, I put them into the rest of the pipeline and they just get an, I get a bunch of no's with almost no clarity on why they're getting a no. Like that does not have to happen anymore. That is not a way to run your interview process. You can understand what was discussed in these meetings. What was the most pertinent information that was gathered from these candidates? Does the information that was gathered match up against the rubric that you agreed with the hiring team? And if so, do you need to change your screen to better reflect that? Or do you need to talk with the hiring team and say, hey, we're, we're assessing things we didn't agree with here? So rather than just being this complete black box where you're sort of just forced to well, go and source more people and let's put them in the top of the funnel again and, and fingers crossed, you can actually be much more advisory and much more consultative in how you're working with that, that hiring team. And that's all enabled by the fact that you have reliably structured insights off the back of every single one of these conversations. I think what's really interesting is a lot of the the, the conversation is about generative AI and chat GPT and BARD and all those kind of very general interfaces that people are using. But increasingly, I'm seeing that 
the future is around very specific expert structured sort of use cases, which is, you know, very much what you're doing with, with interviewing. We're seeing it in podcasting at the moment. There is, there's, there are various, um, podcast AI tools that, you know, help you, um, you know, help you transcribe podcasts and make sense of what's going on. And do you think it is that sort of specialist, you know, that specialist knowledge and approach that that's really going to kind of shape the, the future of how we use AI in this industry? 100 percent um and i think it's a great example of how the sort of the the human creativity and ingenuity in sort of harnessing ai but with particular personas and use cases in mind just results in a much better outcome so if we put that again through the the lens of, of meta view there are there are other tools out there that can transcribe and summarize meetings but if you if you look at it really basically if you summarized an interview like a generically if you just to summarize an interview, then and during the recruiter screen, I as a recruiter spent half the time talking. That means my notes are going to be half. Half of it is going to be some me some the summary of me talking. And actually, as a recruiter, I have no interest in that. I just want to know what is the information I gleaned from the candidate. What did they react well to? What did their what their motivations, concerns? What's their experience? So even at the most basic level, the fact that you can build a tool that specifically is designed to a output notes that are essentially exactly what you want out the back of that conversation. The notes are exactly what you want. Not, not a summary of the whole conversation, but exactly what you want as a recruiter to help you do your job and you take your next steps is only going to happen if you take a very specific view. And then the second thing about it is, of course, you want it to fit into your workflow, right? So within recruiting, that means, well, I still have an ATS where you know a lot of this feedback, or this feedback is going to have to end up. So how can I really make sure that the interaction between the notes I get and what gets submitted into the ATS is as seamless as possible? I also know that different people have different sort of are different stake are, are stakeholders in this role. So if I'm working with a with a hiring manager, I don't want to maybe always have to proactively ask them, "Hey, can you share that transcript from that meeting you had with the candidate?" Because I'd like to see what happened too. No, it's just baked into the system. It's part of the workflow that, of course, the recruiter can access the downstream conversations that their 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 candidates had. Those are just two like very high level examples of what is a massively long tail of use case and domain-specific uh, sympathy, that means I think you're, we, we will end up with, as you, as you said, these domain-specific tools rather than these very generic ones like you, you know, a, a world where everyone's using ChatGPT to sort of solve their recruiting queries. That's just not, that's not going to be, that's not realistic. So final question for you, and I suppose this is really a summary of what we've been talking about, because we've been talking about what's going to happen in the future throughout the whole conversation. But would you, how does this all come together? What do you think the future of talent acquisition is going to look like a few years down the line? Yeah, so as with many other professions, recruiters are going to have a co-pilot, you know, and there's many different ways that people have talked about uh, this People think about it as having, hey, just imagine you have like 10 interns at your disposal. You can tell them whatever you want to do. They'll go and do a great job. They never get tired. Or think about it as this assistant who's very good at these specific specific set of tasks. And guess what? You don't have to ask them to do it. They just do it automatically. There's like various ways and different sort of blends that I guess people will come up with. But essentially, that is the future that is happening now. You know, we are all starting to get our assistant for automation and sort of improvement of decision on our most high leverage tasks. So I, I think that's the future. Uh, in, in, in many ways, it's the present, to be honest with you. Then I think the future becomes more about, well, how do those, you know, the, the sort of the, the AI assistants that we all have, how do they interact with each other? And are they, is there like, how do they operate as a buffer between, you know, between um, different parts of the organization? And I think one part that's really interesting is how do they start to lubricate some of the, the handoff points between different, whether it's people or different 
parts of the organization. So what I mean by that is, if, for example, right now, something that would be super helpful for every recruiter to do every single time is get a debrief on every interview, inform the next interviewer about the things that were flagged or missed during that interview so that they can include that in their interview, right? would be great if we did it every time. It's not possible every time because I can't always get the debrief. If I do have time to get the debrief, I might actually get the insight I need because the person might be rushed anyway and they don't give me the, the, the key info. But actually in a world where you have this always present smart assistant that's essentially part of all of these conversations in some way, that becomes something that that handoff just happens all the time. You don't you don't rely on the sort of slowdown of information or the sort of the, the human inspired slowdown of, of passing information between one team to the other. It's just all automatic. So I think those... Those sort of like those current points in 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 organization where there's a little bit of friction, where where information does not actually go, the right information does not always get passed at the right time to the right people. That's what will start to change as well, because we all have this this improved productivity and this improved ability to take on information and have it served to us at just the right time. So I think that's a really exciting thing. Again, I think this is all near future though. I don't think we're talking like we're not talking like five years out. What are things going to look like? We're talking you know six months, twelve months out. How are we going to be you know, 30 to 100% more productive. So thank you very much for talking to me. Thanks so much, Matt. Really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. My thanks to Sile. And if you want to experience MetaView's interview summaries firsthand, they're offering five free interviews to recruiting future listeners. Just head to metaview.ai slash recruiting future to get signed up. That's metaview.ai slash recruiting future. You can subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or via your podcasting app of choice. Please also follow the show on Instagram. You can find us by searching for Recruiting Future. You can search all the past episodes at recruitingfuture.com. On that site, you can also subscribe to our monthly newsletter, Recruiting Future Feast, and get the inside track about everything that's coming up on the show. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next time and I hope you'll join me. This is my show.